Good morning and welcome to our live broadcast at First Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to come into your home today with good news about God who loves you. We are located in beautiful Uptown Columbus on the corner of 11th and 1st. We would love for you to join us for worship or just stop by and say hello. At First Presbyterian Church, we welcome you with grace and gratitude for God's love. The first lesson is from chapter 6, Deuteronomy, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart, recite them to your children, and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is taken from the Gospel of John. We are in the 15th chapter, and we're going to focus on verses 4 through 17. A lot of great stuff in this chapter. Reading John 15, verses 4 through 17. Listen for the word of the Lord. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. This is Jesus speaking. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servant any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So in 2012, 
There was a pop song that took over the world for a short time. It was called Call Me Maybe. Carly Rae Jepsen, it was all over the place. It was an Olympic summer, and I remember all the background of the athletes. They were all dancing to it. And the chorus, just the first part, starts like this. Hey, this is crazy. I just met. No, I messed it up. Hey, this is crazy. Youth, help me. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. Here's my number, so call me maybe. <laughs> Pardon me? This, what was that again? Here's my number, call me <laughs> maybe. Well, well, what do you mean? Do I call you or do I not call you? Sure, call me, here's my number. Maybe. Speaking on behalf of anyone who have ever, ever asked anyone else out, don't say maybe. Just go ahead and say no or say yes. Let's go back, all of us, to our adolescent youth when dating begins. The fear and the anxiety of it all. I was a freshman in Houston, Texas at Westfield High School. Eighth grade, middle school, we didn't have dances. So this was the first big high school push. Homecoming. Because the dance was big, everybody did the dance. It was the place to be. You did not want to go to the homecoming dance. So I remember getting with my buddies. We're all trying to figure out who's going to ask who, when are we going to do that? And so I decided to go rogue and just step out and give it a shot. Of course, it always happens toward the end of the week because you have to procrastinate the first three or four days. You have to study your intended victim to see where she's going to be, how many times we cross in a day. She always go to that water fountain between third and fourth period. If so, is that where I need to drop my pencil? Is that where I need? Oh, look, it's so nice bumping into you here at the water fountain. Pit sweat, upper lip, forehead droplets. He, 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 hi. he like to go to the dance with me? Sure, maybe. So today we have the same question, except it's a little different. God is issuing a call to us. And we are the ones who I think often respond with, maybe it's a little different. Responding to God's call is hard. It is difficult. It threatens us because at some level, we want that experience that Moses had with the burning bush. No doubt about it, God heard that voice. Moses heard that voice calling him to go do what God needed him to do. We want that. We want that billboard that says, Danny, go do this. Insert your name there. But there's also a part of us that I think fears that call. What happens if we fully jump in and respond to the call that God places before us? 
is a threat to our day-to-day, it's a threat to our relationships. We're afraid that things are going to have to change in significant ways if we respond to that call. And I think there's fear along with that possible joy that comes with that call. God is calling us. Will we respond with a yes or a maybe or just plain no? Today's passage is all about us being connected to God through Christ with one another. It is so important for us as Christians to understand this image. It is basic. This passage today reinforces again several times how we're supposed to love one another as we love ourselves and in Christ's name. The word abide is in the first 10 verses 10 times. Why does Jesus say abide so much? Stop saying abide. The disciples are probably listening saying, why are you saying abide so much? Because it's important. That word abide can mean to follow, to obey, but it's so much more than that. There is a faith, there is a relationship, there is a togetherness with the word abide. We seek to abide in Christ as we live and follow him, and God seeks to abide in every one of you and me and the world. Abide, abide, abide. So this image comes. How then are we to abide? Well, Jesus being a good teacher gives us a visual image. Simple, one that has been used throughout all the Old Testament through the New Testament, the idea of the vineyard, several parables, several scriptural allusions in the Old Testament to the operating and workings of a vineyard, comparing Israel to a vineyard. Here, quite simply, God is that vine dresser, the planter. Christ is the vine, and we are the branches. The branches that come out from the vine and do what? Bear fruit. Bear fruit. I know we've spoken about this already. Several times we are being called. I believe it keeps coming back, so we need to continue to listen. Bearing fruit is us doing those things that shows that we are seeking to be faithful, that shows our belief in Christ as we live in the world, things that are observable. You remember a few Sundays back, we made allusion to Jesus cursing the fig tree. Why? Because it wasn't producing figs. It's a fig tree. It's made to produce figs. It wasn't. So Jesus curses it. Jesus isn't cursing us here, but we are in the same vein of seeking to produce fruit for Christ. We cannot be separated from that vine. And we are all in this together. It's interesting. It's juxtaposed, juxtaposed, thank you, to Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 about the body of Christ and all the different gifts and skills. Here, everybody is the same. We're all branches and that is our job. There's no hierarchy. We're all together to do the same thing, be connected with Christ, bear fruit, live faith in the world. So much so that at the end of this 
illustration, Jesus says, I've said these things so that my joy will be in you. And that your joy would be complete. That's fantastic. Jesus is talking about joy. I have come so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Which seems to indicate that we can have some level of joy, but without Christ, we're missing so much more. Joy and happiness are different. Happy is a little more fleeting, a little more shallow, a little more fluffy bunny. Joy is depth of faith and belief and knowing that even in the hard times, we don't walk this journey alone. Joy isn't necessarily happy. It is faithful and connectedness to Christ. Joy is from Job, who after his life is wiped out, his health is gone, everything has been destroyed. And his wife says, just curse God and die. And he says, I know that my Redeemer lives. That is joy. So that every hospital we find ourselves in, in the midst of death and despair and tragedy and darkness, the joy is not happy. The joy is that we are not alone and that Christ is with us. And that is the joy that Christ is talking to us about. Yes, I know lots of happy people who aren't Christians, who have good lives, good jobs, good relationships. I know many Christians who have good lives and live fairly contentedly. But Jesus is saying that is not yet complete. You're missing, you're missing it. You're missing the biggest part and that's me. If you're not connected to this vine, if we're not producing fruit, which is why we are here. To serve Christ by serving and loving one another. And if we're not doing those things, we're missing out so much. We let that fear of that call from God sometimes shut us down. I'm okay. I'm neither high nor low. I'm okay. I'm just going to kind of flatline through life just to survive and get through. I don't believe that's God's intent for any of us. We are called to thrive. We are called to abide and we are called to full joy. That's what Christ says. If you understand this simple imagery and you have the courage to open yourself to this call, then your joy also may be complete. It doesn't necessarily come easy. It means you have to step out. It means you have to practice. It doesn't just come to you. But your joy can be complete. The end of this passage says, in terms of call, guess what? You didn't choose me, I chose you, Jesus says, to go forth, to produce fruit. I appointed you to go. You didn't choose me, I chose you. So in this calling that happens to us, 
Some of you have experienced it in different ways throughout your life. Some not yet. Do not fear. God loves you. God is with you. This is the right place for you. Sometimes it's just a matter of being open to hear this call. So I'll share a little story about myself, my own journey. So I started at Sam Houston State University in Huntsville, Texas. My first semester, I failed every class. Thank you. 0.0. Parents were happy about that one. I had a good time. I was enjoying college. Just didn't quite make it to all or any of my classes. Well, the world changed a little bit and able to start to pull myself out of the basement. I transferred to a smaller school, St. Andrews Presbyterian College in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Great school, great environment, great smaller uh, community, fit my needs uh, a whole lot better. So I wound up majoring in psychology with a minor in religion, just because I thought religion was interesting and fun. But now that I'm graduating, what am I going to do? Well, I had been working with a youth group in college that asked me to come work with them at Church in the Pines in Laurel Hill, a suburb of Laurenburg. Small, smaller. Both wonderful places filled with great churches and people. So I had really had a transformational experience teaching these youth about Scripture. I grew up in the church, but it never really sunk in. I never really cared until I had to teach it, and I was responsible for these young men. And it was all boys, thank you. So I said, you know what? That sounds like a pretty cool direction. But I know I don't want to go to seminary. Who wants to be a minister? Funerals, weddings, preaching, all that stuff. Who wants to do that? But Christian education, to me, seems like the more fun and creative side of ministry. At that time, there was a school in Richmond, Virginia, called the Presbyterian School of Christian Education. Two-year master's in Christian ed, right across the street from Union Seminary. It's since merged and exists no more, but it did then. Two, well, so I decided to go. Give this vocation thing a try. So I remember the first couple of days, I had a friend with whom I was a summer counselor with in Montreat, North Carolina. Her name was Mary. And Mary and I wound up coming in in the same class. And we made a promise to each other that if we ever started to become like these weird Jesus freaks, that we would slap each other around and we're out. So it's the first week of orientation. And realize it's not just a new beginning of a school year, not only is it a graduate school, but it's saying that I'm going to give my life to Christ in this way. This is now vocational in the rest of my life. So they take us on the orientation picnic. We're at a church. There's a lake, some woods. Everybody's playing volleyball, smoke on the grill. And just like asking that girl out for the first time, I am just about having anxiety attacks. I don't know that this is the place I'm supposed to be. As a matter of fact, I'm coming to the conclusion 
that I'm in the wrong place. Surely these people are more faithful than I am. They seem to have their stuff together. They did not all fail their first semester of college. Certainly they know scripture more than I did. Certainly they're more faithful than I was or am. I'm looking around. They're all happy. They're having fun. And I have to get out. So I take my Bible and I separate myself. I go down to the lake through these little woods. And I said, okay, God, I, I just need to have a talk with you. I don't think I'm in the right place. I'm not like these people. They seem to know they're called and I seem to know I'm in the wrong place. And I open my Bible and it opens to this passage. 15, five, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and I in you. And together we will bear fruit Apart from me, you can do nothing. I heard it in my head in a way, in a voice that was different from my own, as loud as any I have. I was overcome in the moment, still takes me back to that emotional place. I couldn't dismiss it. I couldn't pretend that something significant didn't just happen. I can't pretend and explain away the fact that I think God just spoke to me through his word. Okay, okay, loud and clear, I'm in. That was my burning bush. Two of the best years of my life, met my wife Vicki there, Went on to seminary after that. But to be open to the call is to be vulnerable. It's to know that everybody else feels the same way that you do. Nobody is quite completely there when it comes to faith, a spiritual journey with Christ. But we are called to say, here I am. That's how Moses responded. Jeremiah, Isaiah, so many others. And there's power in it. Because again, you're asking God to call you and to say, here I am, means you are willing to be open to be used the way God would have you be used. And we don't know, and there can be some anxiety. But at the end of the day, it is Christ saying, come with me and I will make your joy complete. So as we move forward today, our call is that. To be open, to seek a joyful and abundant life as we abide with Christ, to know that we are connected to Christ the vine, we are the branches and our job to bear fruit, to love others in Christ's name. We know that now we're being called to go and do it. Today, we are ordaining and installing our new class of elders and deacons, and these are folks that have said yes to the call, maybe with some apprehension, 
maybe with some excitement. But in the end, they said, here I am. Might have taken a call or two before they got to that point. And so I would like to welcome and ask our elder class and diaconate class to please come forward.